Welcome to the Spy-Fi Guys, where we cover spy facts, spy fiction, and everything in between. I'm Christian. And I'm Zach. And today, we're covering another professional athlete turned spy. Yes, we did. The Catcher was a spy last week, and this week we are doing William Grover Williams, a.k.a. the Saboteur. Alright, I've not heard of this guy, so let's find out. Alright, so we have a micro dot on my sources for the strange weird story of this character was from jocko.com forex.com the bugatti review and of course wikipedia all right so william grover williams was born in england and then moved to monte carlo france with his family after world war one so he's a french englishman not unlike captain picard (laughs) so such people do exist he came from a wealthy family he got a job working as a chauffeur for a french artist and then William married that French artist's mistress in 1929. All right. Apparently the artist didn't mind that much. Seemingly not. So the same year that he got married, he won his first Monaco Grand Prix. Who He won quite a few. So he's a Grand Prix driver. Yes. Okay. But in order to win, he narrowly defeated a German driver who was driving a Mercedes. So remember that. It'll be relevant later. (laughs) William was driving a Bugatti Type 35B, if you care about that stuff. I'm not really into cars myself. Hmm. Okay. What year was this? That was 1929 of his Ah, first Monaco Grand Prix. But let me tell you his highlights of his sports career. Okay. He participated in a 1925 Monte Carlo rally in a motorbike. So I can only imagine what a motorbike was like in 1925. (laughs) His car that he won the Grand Prix in looks like the car from Monopoly, by the way. <laughs> I mean, that's what you guys look like. Yeah, just to give you kind of a, a picture. So he drove a Hispano Suiza in the 1926 Montu Mills Hill Climb, which I guess is like a car race over hills. Mm-hmm. These names are going to kill me by the end of this episode, <laughs> by the way. He placed second in the Grand Prix de Provence in 1926. He won the French Grand Prix in 1928 in a Bugatti again. In 1931, driving a Bugatti as a private entrant, he won the 10-hour Belgian Grand Prix. And then two months later, he won the Le Grand Prix, which is through the sand. So that's pretty cool. He retired from racing in 1933 with a total of five Grand Prix wins. So... That's his sports career. Now, here's a little bit about his spy career. So when World War II started, he fled to England, and his plan was to join the Royal Army Service Corps, which Uh, I assume is like rear echelon work. Do you know anything about them? I do not, no. Okay. But then he was recruited to the Special Operations Executive. Ooh. Ooh. Which we do know. That's cool. Yes. So he was bilingual in English and French. So William was sent to occupied France with another race car driver named what? Robert Benoist. All right. Yeah, I guess they like had them work together or whatever. Huh. So they expected more agents to arrive, but they just didn't. Okay. So it was the two of them, and they did weapon and agent drops, sabotage, recruited more agents. And William was honored with the Croix de Guerre for his work in the Chestnut Network of the SOE in France. General Sir Colin Gubbins, the head of SOE, later wrote of William, quote, he worked untiringly in the Paris region where the strength of the Gestapo and police forces and the numerous controls made clandestine activity particularly difficult and hazardous. Hmm. 
In spite of all the risks, Grover Williams built up a successful circuit. But according to my sources, although he did a good job, he I kind of got the impression he was more into management. He didn't have any they called coup de main or shootouts or car chases or anything really exciting to talk about. Or that just means he's a good spy because he didn't get involved with those. Not directly. I guess he had other people do it for him. Unfortunately, I couldn't find any more details about exactly who he blew up or what he blew up. (laughs) Maybe because it's still secret activity. But that's all I got. Probably covered by the official secret sex still. I could see that. So then on 2nd August 1943, William was arrested. Some sources said he was betrayed by someone close to him, but I couldn't confirm it. Mm -hmm. He was interrogated, deported to Berlin, and then was held prisoner in the Sachsenhausen concentration camp. So... Let's talk a little bit about Sachsenhausen, because I actually went there in early 2020. It's just outside of Berlin. It's like a 20 to 30 minute train ride. So okay. it was used in nine, from 1936 until the end of the Third Reich in May 1945. And then the Soviets took it over and the Soviets used it as well under okay. a different name. But the Nazis held political prisoners there, including Joseph Stalin's oldest son, Oh, wow. Paul Reynard, the penultimate prime minister of France. Huh. Ukrainian nationalist leaders, the wife and children of the crown prince of Bavaria. Oh, wow. George Elser, who you may remember from Countdown to Valkyrie, the one who almost killed Hitler with the bomb. Oh, right, that guy. Yeah, he was there. And then also Pastor Martin Niemöller. Okay. If you haven't heard of Pastor Martin Niemöller... You probably have heard his poem, which begins, first they came for the Jews, and I didn't speak out because I wasn't a Jew. I have heard that. Yeah, so that was him. Sachsenhausen female guards included Ilse Koch, Koch, i.e. Ilsa, the she-demon of the SS or whatever. Oh, yeah. Right? Her. Yeah. Only the nickname, though. I actually didn't know what her real name was. She's like the real inspiration for her. So the camp was ultimately closed in 1950 when the Soviets were done with it. It later became a museum. You can go and visit it. It, Since it became a museum, it's been attacked by neo-Nazis several times. In September 1992, two barracks used to house Jewish prisoners were hit with an arson attack. There was some rebuilding, but they swore they weren't going to rebuild any of the original structures. So they're now behind glass and you can see the arson Uh. damage. Okay. In July 2015, locations within Sachsenhausen, as well as the Dachau extermination camp, were officially removed from the smartphone augmentation game Ingress, the precursor to Pokemon Go. Yeah. (laughs) So apparently that was something that's been happening for a while. So Hmm. getting back to William, he was executed there on March 23rd, 1945. Or was he? What? Yes. There's an or, or was he? Okay, I'm intrigued. For many years, there were rumors that he had survived the war. So here's the evidence for that. Okay. A man named George's Tambal moved in with Williams's widow, or supposed widow, around 1947 and lived with her until she died in 1973. Okay. So Tambal was a mechanical genius. According to his records, he had been born on the same day as William. What? He bore scars that could have been the result of Nazi torture sessions. <laughs> okay. An SS officer named Kurt Ikarius Kurt had made a written statement saying that Williams hadn't been executed, but rather he had been taken to Gestapo headquarters in July 1945, then re- relocated to America later. 
Tamball came huh. to France from America. Further right. research indicated that William may have been taken to a prison camp in Poland, which was abandoned when the Red Army advanced on it, and a lot of the inmates escaped. MI6? Yeah, MI6 shows up. Hmm. They, say, okay. they say they know what happened to William, but they aren't prepared to say. What? Right, which means he might have actually been working for them after the war, uh, kind of like Mo Berg did for the CIA. Interesting. Well, regardless, if Tambell, Tambell was Williams, then he died ironically because when he was 80 years old, Tambell was killed when he was knocked off his bike by a German driving a Mercedes. <laughs> wow. In 2009, a video game named The Saboteur was produced. It features an Irish protagonist race car driver turned spy named Sean Devlin because Irish people are much more marketable to Americans than French Englishmen. Have you played the game? I have not played the game. Hmm. Maybe I'll add it to my wish list. Yeah. And we'll see how that goes. So that is the strange and weird story of William Grover Williams, a.k.a. the Saboteur. Also, if your last name is William or Williams... Why would you give your son the name William? You'd think he would at least go by Bill. Also, the name Grover will always make me think of the Muppet. <laughs> yeah. So I got to say, kind of like Mo Berg, mm-hmm. William had an interesting life, but it'd be hard to make a movie about it. That, yeah. Well, yeah. I can, yeah, I can see. It's interesting, but I don't know if it's interesting enough for a movie. If you do, you'd have to expand on it, probably like that video game did. It sounds like... I haven't played the video game, as we just said, but it sounds like the video game basically took nothing from reality. Except (laughs) that he was a race car driver turned into a a spy. I mean, that is a cool premise nonetheless. It's a great premise for, like, a professional driver, Mm -hmm. right? Well, thank you for joining us. You can find us on social media at The Spy Fi Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And until next time, I'm Christian. And I'm Zach. And we are The Spy Fi Guys, signing off. Thank you for listening to the SpyFi Guys. If you enjoyed our podcast, please be sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. The theme song from this podcast is Mistake the Getaway by Kevin MacLeod from Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Films, books, and television shows reviewed by our podcast are the intellectual property of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended.